I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Syrupcast. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. It is episode 101. This is our final podcast of the year. Happy New Year to you and yours. Uh, we have a very special podcast following up on our 100 podcast, which if you haven't listened to yet, you should check it out. Um, we have the entire Mobile Syrup team here crouched around one table like old times. We're sharing one mic. No, we're not. But this year we were just, we or this episode, we just wanted to kind of um, just talk about our favorite stories from the past year. So uh, we're going to do it kind of, chronological order in some sense uh so first of all why don't everyone say hi zach hey. how are you hey how's it going what's up what's up you pat what's up i'm good i'm tired lots of podding today yeah more to come Podfest 2016 mm-hmm. hey everyone how you doing hey it's me rose our dog yes i'm bringing it back episode 101 <laughs> i'm so sorry dana kid i'm really sorry okay continue um yeah, where do we go from there? Just shut down the pod. Thanks for listening. Um, this year, this I guess this year's subjective podcast rating is probably zero after that. But uh, yeah, okay. So, Zach, you are the newest member of the team. Please tell us, what was your favorite topic this year? Uh, I'll tell you as I slowly stare outside the window and gaze into the yonder. Stop. <laughs> Stop stalling. Um, God damn it. Yeah, so newest to mobile syrup, but uh, definitely not new in the tech slash mobile world. Um, so long-time BlackBerry user and uh, reported about BlackBerry for many years. You um, could say he got his fix. Yeah. Whoa. Inception. No, no, no. So, uh, yeah, so my topic is going to be BlackBerry and kind of where they are now. Um, so as we all know, BlackBerry in the last couple of years has had a... A very turmoil experience or, or time frame, right? So they went from being number one, then they kind of crashed, uh, like the phoenix glue, uh, flew too close to the sun. Icarus, right? Icarus, sorry, yeah, phoenix is a bird that lights on fire and just, then rebirth. Just some kind of bird. It was just yeah, a bird. yeah. Well, it uh, did rebirth. Did yeah, because it burns up and then it rebirths. So maybe BlackBerry it, is at that point in yeah. software, software, right? Security for life. Yeah, so um, yeah, so they've officially this year said, hey, guys, we're not making smartphones anymore. Um, we're going to have, uh, as some of our readers have put, we're going to have TLC maker, maker <laughs> smartphones. I mean, as it's, of today, they have the global license. Yeah, TCL. Don't go chasing right? wander- yeah, yeah. waterfalls. Yeah, TCL. Mm. Honey boo boo, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're, they've licensed uh, officially their um, hardware platform out to TCL, um, which makes Alcatel, I believe, right? Um, so they've got that. Then, you know, they're, they're really focusing on the software platform, which is, some may say, which is where their core strengths are and have been for many years. Um, if you look at, you know, back in the day with the BlackBerry Knock um, or the BlackBerry Exchange Server, BES, uh, or Biz, uh, BlackBerry Internet Service, 
So they've really had a core fo- um, foundation of software, and that's kind of where we see them right now. And uh, whether they'll make another BlackBerry 10 device or not, there's been rumors around that one, but uh, probably not. But hey, we'd all like to see that happen. Sorry. <laughs> I would like to see that happen because you speak for only you. Nobody wants to see another BlackBerry 10 device. <laughs> no one. No one. Not even BlackBerry. You just bring your world edition BlackBerry device and just wallow in your self pity in the corner. Sorry. Well, you know, some days I like to be extra. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yeah, like I the NES that. classic. Um, yeah, so, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're done right with the hardware and whether, um, TCL sees any traction with it, that's to be said. I don't know. What do you guys think about, uh, the current stage and where, what's happened this year? It's, it, I think it's interesting that BlackBerry went with TCL, mm-hmm. but they will, they will be a long time player in the security software space. I think they're doing a lot with, uh, self-driving cars and making inf- infotainment their next big big play and if they focus on that i think they will be around for a long time i think for me looking back at blackberry this year i think it kind of finalized that in some sense this is no longer and has been for a long time this is no longer a canadian company uh you know since john chen was brought on he has kind of systematically gotten rid of the canadian executives you know um thurber is it uh he you know he's not canadian marty beard i don't think is canadian um, and so in some sense, you know, like that to me was kind of it's weird when people have this nostalgia for this like Canadian icon. And yet the company itself does not even live up to that name. Right. Like it doesn't live up to that heritage. Um, so I guess for me that in 2016 was kind of the end of that BlackBerry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, 2016, 2015 is when I kind of came out of the Blackbird distortion field, I guess you can call it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I saw the light of day and it's like, you know what, something's not going on here. Um, And, you know, it was like early this year, late last year, I was, um, no, it would have been before that, but when Torsten Heinz was still in operation, um, I was sitting at the time I was working for uh, Mobile Nations. I was there with Torsten, Kevin, and... uh, and just like the attitude there that he had and just where the, the company was going and, you know, hiring celebrities to be their creative directors and whatnot. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, everything's great. And, you know, this year uh, at the end, coming to the end of 2016, I'm like, you know, you had a good run. You, you know, software is where you're going to be and, and hopefully all the success there. Okay, so we hope to keep this a short podcast. So let's keep this moving along. Um, Rose, what was your uh big story from 2016 uh my big story and the story that i I followed pretty closely and reported on quite a bit was the uh, samsung note 7 debacle the issue Mm -hmm. that they had where they had battery combustion issue um that I i think they still haven't really defined exactly what happened um but it led to two recalls and then a full discontinuation and it became like a laughing stock to the public where it was just the bed of jokes. Like even on a Saturday Night Live, people would be uh, cracking jokes about the Note 7 and how it was a hazard. The best part of that was that they would never specify the note that it was a Note 7. They would just say the Samsung phone is exploding. That's right. Yeah. Which led to people uh, then questioning, well, is the brand forever tainted? And I argued at a, in a previous podcast 
Um, I don't think so. I think that Samsung is going to soldier on and that it's still the the Android in people's minds. And I did I wonder at a point, a certain point, is the Google Pixel with its huge marketing push going to then come into the market and just be uh, make a huge upset in the Android market and become like the number one Android and now after seeing the pixel and after seeing reactions to the pixel um i don't think so it just wasn't ready yet so like i actually know people that bought the pixel and they were iphone users and then they returned the pixel because it wasn't what they imagined it would be (laughs) um and i mean like i know some of us around the table have used the pixel like and we've like pat what, what were your thoughts on it um, I still really like it. I, I now switch between the iPhone 7 and uh, the Pixel. Those are my mm-hmm. two like daily driver phones. Um, as with all phone reviews, problems and issues start to appear sometimes after yeah, your review yeah. goes up. Um, and that's part of why we're trying to do more like deep cuts later, like three months later, six months Absolutely. later with phones. Because um, I know that you've run into a lot of different problems uh, related to right, the like signal dropping. Right, like different things um and then there's a few other things that have popped up that maybe photo we, camera the issues, camera problem um, overheating uh, i don't think either of us had that problem specifically camera, no. uh, but there has been issues with the phone i know build quality has been yeah. a problem for some people too right so that's what i think it comes down to is that the the build quality just wasn't quite there and and it was uh you know put together very quickly um, in the span of nine months or something. Yeah, I think it was about nine months. And I, so, I mean, do you believe, like, people, you've also used the Note 7, and you've also used the S7. I think most of us have tried out the S7. Um, do you think Samsung still has a more compelling Android experience than the Google Pixel? Um, I think so, but I also think, I, like, Samsung's not going anywhere. There's still going to be a new Note phone, I believe. There's obviously going to be an S8. We're going to yeah, see it at Mobile World is. Congress. Um, but I do think that the brand has been tainted to a certain extent. Pat, um, if I can interrupt, yeah. I think you're discounting TCL, which is now poised <laughs> to be the greatest Android and BlackBerry OEM on the planet. Now that it has BlackBerry, of yes. course. The, but the crown jewel. Like a, a perfect example is like I walked past um, the Samsung store in Sherway Gardens and it was empty. And this is, mm. there was like two people in there um, and then two other people and those two people were employees. So that's like their one of their flagship locations, right? In this like big fancy mall in um, uh, near Toronto, and uh, I don't think that the brand is dead by any means. There's no way, uh, but I do think that they have a lot to prove now. Did you? Could you can contrast to that too? Like, have you ever seen the Google Pixel experience shop in Best Buy? Did, the, it, did I haven't. It in? I haven't been to Best Buy during the the holiday yeah. shopping season. Yeah. Uh, but the one near me does have one of the Pixel experiences in it. And there's like a good 10, 12 good. people around yeah, it Yeah, there's a lot of hype there. So there, there's a lot of hype behind it. Um, I think it's going to be a while before we see the sales numbers. Um, and I think the negative press about the Pixel is starting to leak out slowly. I just think it can't live up to its hype. I'm not saying that it's a terrible phone. Because yeah, it's not. It's a it's a good phone. But I just don't think it's going to live up to the hype. Yeah. And I think um, that if Samsung can, can sort of get its issues with uh battery combustion battery overheating under control the features that you know may seem a little gimmicky um will really bring continue to bring people in and with the essay we know that there's they have a lot planned we've talked about it in in recent podcasts i think that 
Samsung uh, has a strong, at least will be the, the top sort of Android in people's minds for uh, quite a bit yet. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a fair point to make. The, yeah. the issue, though, now goes a little deeper than any issues with the device, though. So it goes down to the brand. Like, not only did they have issues with the Note, then, you know, then they had issues with dishwashers. And uh, on my trip to LA a couple weeks back, I had to do, like, stupid three connecting flights or something. Um, and, and every single flight, not only on the flight, but in the uh, waiting area over the PA system, they're saying... You know, if you have a Samsung device, you know, make sure it's completely powered down or see a Samsung representative at blah, blah, blah. Don't they specify the Note 7? They do specify. Not always, though. I think that's the real danger there because most people don't differentiate between the phones the way we do. So in referring to the brand as the Samsung device that explodes, you have the potential to destroy the brand, essentially. And... We understand that it's the Note 7 and that every other phone Samsung has put out there has been fairly reliable, but most people see a Samsung device exploding on the news, and that's their opinion of the brand forever. Well, yeah, and then and then in the airport, they just said, hey, you know, tell people about the Note 7, the Samsung device, you know, it's causing issues that can't be on the plane, and then the, the people just go, <laughs> oh, Note 7s uh, are not allowed on flights, and they just don't distinguish the two. All right, so... Uh a segment that was ostensibly supposed to be about the Note 7 turned out into a segment about the Pixel. Well, uh, the, but that is kind of the discussion around the Note 7. Sure, one of the a- angles. Um, yeah. Jessica, what was your story? Um, well, I really think this was the year for cybersecurity. Uh, I think that really came to a head in Canada when CSIS was reprimanded by the Canadian government mm-hmm. for uh, unfairly data mining uh, Canadian information without explicit... Uh, permission or without any policy agreement for 10 years. And this is not the only issue that we've seen in Canada in regards to cybersecurity in the past year. We also saw that the uh, that a police station in Quebec was surveilling several journalists. And we've seen several data breaches take place over the course of the past year with major, major tech companies. And I think that while in Canada, the CSIS issue really proved to be one of the most important cybersecurity issues of the year, especially because of the government's reaction to chastise them for it rather than protect <laughs> something that costs a lot of Canadians their trust. I mean, we also just saw a Yahoo breach of one billion accounts, and that is huge. I think that people are really starting to realize that cybersecurity is not something that they can push to the side as we move into the digital age. Are they, though, like in Canada, we failed to have a discourse about uh, the collection of data that our government does. Um, you know, Edward Snowden, he famously said when he was interviewed at Ryerson over video, you know, he said Canada has some of the um, least stringent safeguards on uh, spying in the Western world. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, true. And the Trudeau government, you know, not only did the liberals, you know, um, vote for Bill C-51 when it was originally put forward by the conservative government, they've said they're going to look back and scale it back. And what I've been reading in the last couple of weeks is that they actually want to take it in the totally other direction and impose changes to it that will that the Harper government never even thought that they could pass. I know. Right? It's like very interesting. Trudeau, Trudeau has so much goodwill right now that he can pass really scary mm-hmm. 
adjustments to this law. And he has the ability to do that with the position, the majority position he's in in the mm-hmm. government right now. And it's interesting the way the Canadian government works that way. Mm-hmm. But um, reports also came out of aspects of Bill C-51 wanting to collect Canadians' telecom subscriber information as mm-hmm. well. And there have been several reports like this come out. And I think the Canadians really need to start considering what their data means to them and whether or not they have to protect it. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, we think we're immune from the stuff that's happening in the States, but in some sense, like, it's crossing over the border and it's kind of taking this uglier shape right now. Absolutely. And I think that at least in the States, there is a discourse and there is a sense of privacy. Mm -hmm. I think that at the very least, the American citizens have a real, um, I guess, hatred towards the government's hand in their pocket or in their back end. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Canadians have that same distrust which might end up proving might end up proving negative for us in the future right it's both our like saving grace and our worst the worst part of our uh our our interaction with the government absolutely i just think that the i think that the american government is so much more accountable to their citizens because they know they'll stand for less Mm -hmm. whereas we we have historically stood for more Mm -hmm. and we have put up with more and our government knows that they can get away with not telling us even regard rather than going ahead with our or without our consent but we don't even know about most of these interactions well i mean zach's looking at me like jessica you're (laughs) piloting conspiracy theories we don't have the right to bear arms whatever anything (laughs) at all you're bearing arms right now aren't you cold That's good. Well, this is not a video podcast, but if it I, were, don't, I don't have your uh, Jess got a, a blanket. A blanket for I got a blanket for Christmas. I, I'm, I'm wearing the blanket right now. I just took it. Freedom bear. Shush. Um, yeah. So on uh, to say one last thing about that. Justin can do that because he has great hair, and <laughs> who also has great hair? What a trick. Ian <laughs> has you, great Justin. hair. He, he does. I do. But who has even better hair is one Patrick O'Rourke. Patrick has great Sarah, hair. Sarah, what was your he favorite talk? He has better hair than any of us. It's true. Uh, my my favorite story um, is Pokemon Go. Uh, Shocking. Because it was an insane, not not just because it was an insane traffic driver for us, um, but because when the game launched, it became this sort of, um, I guess, cultural phenomenon. There was this system in the game uh, called uh, the Nearby System that allowed people to actually go out and hunt Pokemon, which was a dream of mine as a child. You could actually walk around in the physical world with your phone um, with a group of friends and it would tell you that there was a Pokemon nearby and you could move in different directions and work together and actually catch the Pokemon. It was the type of gaming experience that I've never mm-hmm. I've never had before and it, and it was really cool and it became this thing that like you would walk down the streets of Toronto and there would be, you would see probably at least, at least 15, 20 people playing the game. I remember uh, I was going with Ian to get lunch once, and he was just randomly asking some people if they were playing, and they were all like, yeah, I was playing. Was Until there was this one beautiful woman who he asked, and she was just looked at, and it was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then she ran away. Yeah. <laughs> just like every other one. Um, that, that feature is... <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that feature is eventually removed from the game, and there's a new system now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's not as good. Um, and Niantic sort of dropped the ball with, with the, Niantic is the, the game's developer. They sort of dropped the ball with um, updates and adding new features, particularly stuff that's often requested, like a uh, new Generation 2 Pokemon. They've added a few, not, not enough in my opinion. Um, and like player versus player battles and there's a lot of problems with the game so they've dropped the ball to a certain extent um, but I think when it launched it was this very poignant cultural phenomenon that was impossible to ignore and it made people healthier and Nintendo yeah. stock raised like when bonkers like remember, a ton well, remember even, the, even though drop. they yeah it, it did and even though that yeah. they don't own the whole game right like they own a portion of it which is well, crazy the fun was the fun of that was the kind of subsequently what happened which was investors realizing that they're like oh and then it crashed this isn't fully owned by nintendo yeah. what have we done <laughs> yeah we, everyone should just invest in weed stocks that's a good idea i love that it was silent there volatile <laughs> the volatile market or just yeah. buy the the weed fridge raiders well, i guess they're not fridge raiders but they just make what do weed. we have in your heads and then they connect to your smartphone and they, they show you all the data oh that, the, the that's the what patrick things. has patrick oh, has to grow up in his <laughs> oh my <laughs> god it's growing as always. It's growing basil. I, I have a big bag full of basil in my fridge. Basil's great. Sell it. Basil. <laughs> it's actually basil. <laughs> um, but yeah, they talked about that on the the Verge cast too. That that fridge that grows. Yeah, it, was, I, it shows up on my Facebook feed for some reason. <laughs> I wonder why. For some reason, eh? But it did make people healthier. Remember, it did, like, yeah. Pokemon. Remember all those reports? Like I've lost like fifteen pounds and I'm walking like ten kilometers. My parents still play it. I, my mom came to visit me yesterday. They they still play it, um, and my dad goes for a walk every day to go so get much more to go get Pokestops. Pikachu's to catch here. Exactly, <laughs> one ones with hats on, Christmas hats. Yeah, festive. Great new feature. It lasted on my phone for an all of thirty seconds. Downloaded it, opened, was like, "What is this?" and deleted. So what if what if Apple Blackberry Zach? What if Apple made Pokemon? You'd be all over it. Or Telus. No, because yeah, even made. <laughs> what if Pokemon Go was sponsored by Telus and made by Apple, yeah. and and Telus was spelled in capital letters, yeah. and, and it was specifically made for Zach. Instead of uh, Pikachu's, he caught uh, iPhones. Animals, yeah, or no, the cute animals <laughs> from oh, their or apps. Or a new Instead Mac. Of Pikachu's, uh, yeah, he yeah, caught yeah. Darren and, and Twizzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my favorite, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say about Pokemon. No, no, that that was all the the Pokemaning that I got. Um, so my favorite, or I think 2016 will come to, for me to be defined, um, as this moment in time where tech kind of, you know, we've had this period of time where Apple has been the dominant, uh, kind of tech company in the world. Um, if someone asked you what computer should I get, you said a MacBook Air. If they asked what phone they should get, you more often than not said an iPhone. Um, and in 2016, that is no longer the case. Um, I think for a long time now, we've kind of seen since, you know, it's it's interesting that it comes in 2016 because this was the five-year anniversary of Steve Jobs' death. Um, and in my mind, the company that kind of came to fill that void that became um, kind of the one that's, I guess, leading tech now, if you can say that. More is innovative. More innovative. Right. Um, yeah. Under Tim Cook's uh, tenure, for better or worse, Apple has kind of become predictable, and um, and yet in some sense that's not surprising. You know, these history, as we were kind of seeing right now with you know the election of Donald Trump and what else is going around in the world, 
it kind of works in these cycles and uh, you know you don't want to say it's cyclical but it, in this case it does seem it and now we've come to where it seems uh, where Apple is probably going to take a step back um, we've seen you know the shares decline we've seen revenue decline so and you know that kind of got solidified for me that moment in time was when I went to uh, Microsoft fall event which was one day before Apple's MacBook reveal and it was so interesting the, the kind of the different tenor of those two presentations one was like really about you know creators and really new and exciting uh, takes on old form factors and to then see Apple's which was about consumption and this kind of this company you know, for that's known to have really great keynotes for it to kind of fall flat and just people like, there was no way that was going to, people were going to be happy about that announcement. Uh, it was going to disappoint someone on some level everywhere. Um, and yet I think it did so more than people expected. At least that's my opinion. I could be totally wrong. We'll see how the next couple of years play out. But I do think we'll start to see, you know, competition is a good thing. And I think... You, this is what Apple needed is kind of a kick in the ass as it were. Um, obviously the company will still sell. We'll still have more money than God um, for at least the foreseeable future. But I think we'll start to see kind of things change. Um, and I think that's going to be great because, you know, for a long time now, tech has kind of become a bit stagnant, a bit boring. Um, and we're in a really good place when both these giants of tech are innovative. Yeah, Microsoft's gonna be the comeback kid. The comeback kid. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you? A, how do you guys feel? Like, it took a lot of courage, Igor. I think 2016 of courage. Lots of courage. Um, and when Samsung takes out the headphone jack in the Note or the S8, they'll say it took bravery. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is they made fun of uh, the removal in the iPhone Seven during the Note Seven reveal. And we have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. I, I don't yeah. think that, that they will fire. take out the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but that's my opinion. At least not for the next little while, just because mm. they made such a big deal about not doing it, right? They're going to do it. Yeah, but tech companies are so <laughs> thickle. Totally do it. Right? They're totally like, going to do it. Everyone's going to do it. And yeah. then we're all going to wear those wireless. For, for better or worse, and a lot of people uh, don't like to admit it, but Apple sets uh, trends in things. And because Apple's done it, um, Android manufacturers are going to be more comfortable doing it. Um, whether or not the reasons they do it are to like include new features in the phone or to open up um, like a, I guess, a secondary revenue stream of dongles so that you can all become it's live true. the dongle life and become the dongle lord uh, remains remains to be seen. Dongle lord sounds like a new th- dongle. Lord. It does sound yeah. a little, sounds like a, a little mo- risky. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Consumers are. Would you still like to produce like- it with me? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. It's about my backpack that. full of dongles. Let's <laughs> get it. I was just going to say that consumers still see 3.5 millimeter as a as totally. a bonus, and like I believe they're still going into stores and being like, "Hey, does this have a 3.5 millimeter?" And I think that Samsung isn't like Apple in sort of uh, alienating. So I think Samsung I think is stick. Samsung is slowly becoming very very Apple like in a variety of ways. Yeah, but I mean, it still gives consumers a lot of options. I think with their devices, like when their devices double as hand warmers. <laughs> That's right. They exactly. should have just said that the phones were exploding due to ambient air, and then everything <laughs> would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, get back to Igor's uh, story. It'll be interesting when the Surface Phone comes out to see how that will help transition. Oh yeah. Microsoft 
ahead or wherever they play within the smartphone space? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think mobile in some sense is always going to be with us, but it is a moment in time that's done, right? Like um, the winners have been decided. Um, They're going to continue developing this technology, right? But now it's like companies are looking forward to AI, to AR, to VR. And we've not heard Apple's stance on any of those things, right? I'm sure we will. Um, you know, typically they are the company that waits back until the technology is kind of more developed and then they make their stance on it known. But, you know, all these other companies are racing ahead and yet the iPhone, I don't think in the jobs era you would have ever seen jobs be fine with 70%, whatever. It's like 60 to 70% of the company's revenue coming from one product, right? Like, he would have been up in arms and like probably burning down the new Cupertino campus. There also in the process. There also <laughs> wouldn't be all of these like. So one of the things that Jobs did when he when he came back is he got rid of uh, the wide range of products that Apple was selling and like focused on very specific things. Yep. So I do think that if he wasn't around, there wouldn't be like the iPad oh. Pro and the regular iPad. And the there, Apple oh, Watch there would and, like, not be all a these stylus. devices. There would no be. There would be no stylus. There would be uh, pencil. There would be oh, probably pencil, not an Apple, Apple Watch either. I, th- I think there would probably be an Apple yeah. Watch, yeah, but there would be less. Talked about there would be less phone. devices, and there would be less um, sizes of those devices for sure. Yeah. One thing about your Microsoft stuff, uh, Igor, is it's kind of interesting, and you can, you know, write this down. But uh, <laughs> let me get my uh, pen and paper yeah, out. Okay, you get, you get, okay. The stuff they're working with, um, sorry, working on with ARM is pretty cool, and I think that because the ARM processors, dollar for dollar, compared to the Intel processors give you better performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an area where, as long as they've got the emulation layer down proper, mm-hmm. um, that it's going to be huge for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, on that note, across from my, or next to my arm, is actually Zach, but next to his arm is Holding Mr. Arms. Ian Hart. Bearing arms. Bearing arms. Yes, bearing arms. So we talked about courage. Yes. Bravery. Bearing mm-hmm. arms. What does everyone want? Freedom. That's right, Igor. They all want freedom. <laughs> and freedom's not free. It is not incumbent expense this year. Mm-hmm. So my topic of choice is Freedom Mobile, previously known as Wind Mobile, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Winds of change. And they're blowing. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because Wind Mobile was sold. Shaw owns them. We've talked about that many times. 2016 was the year... For the company to lay the groundwork for its LTE network, which uh, customers, which are now about one point, just under one point one million, um, which is a good uh, space for them to be in for their reach. Um, they've wanted LTE for years, ever since the company launched in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. People wanted LTE because the network was not as robust as the big three. The prices were different, but the network uh, lagged across Canada. So now they launched, uh, eventually launched, which went live yesterday uh, or a couple weeks ago. Um, So LTE is there. They have a new name. They have a new mascot called Freedom Teddy. uh, Teddy the Bear, Freedom Bear. Um, That's probably my biggest story that I took away from this year is that they have a new CEO as well who previously came from public mobile. So it's a new company, new direction, new brand direction. <laughs> and it's very telling to see where when uh, Freedom Mobile 
which is an interesting name, uh, will go in 2017. Um, they'll do Volt, uh, Volti voiceover LTE next year, uh, Wi-Fi calling in 2017 as well. So, Win Mobile gone, Freedom Mobile here to stay. Prices are the same. Mm-hmm. It's my story. It's anyone very, got something to add about the Freedom Mobile? Their commercials are pretty horrendous. Are exciting. <laughs> my daughter loves it. She's they're too. She loves bear. Okay, and they're coming out. I don't watch TV, so, so I bear scares me. Listen, okay, readers, watchers, listeners, whatever. If you've seen the commercials for Freedom Mobile, you'll see the bear, and he's there, but he doesn't know what Freedom Mobile is. He's like, "Watch this, Freedom Mobile," and then he goes and grabs a shirt. That says Freedom Mobile that fits him perfectly out of that girl's closet. Or it's his closet. Maybe they share a closet. Maybe they live together. I don't know. But I'm saying that he didn't know, but he has a shirt that fits him perfectly that says Freedom. That's what you pulled out of the whole thing? She sang a song. She sang a song. Amazon Prime Delivery. (laughs) Immediate. Amazon Prime Delivery. Delivered right to your closet. The bear bear was delivered to her house? I don't know. How did Teddy Teddy work out? A lightning bolt or something? The bear is amazing. And it's coming after all of you. To hop on their traffic-free LTE network. Oh, it's only traffic-free. Which, nobody else is so, on it. Which the speeds are really good, by the way, they in Toronto and Vancouver. I have heard and that's because it. no one's on it. <laughs> but the speeds are really good. So before we say anything else that we regret later, uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What were you expecting there? I don't know. Yeah, um, some, some something very regretful. I know. I'm not because we went from a bear to being regretting, regretting all the bears, all the great bears. Um, any uh, last 2016 shout outs? The ultimate shout outs? The shout out to end all shout outs? The ultimate shout out? I did not prepare well, one I of these. Prepare I guess. Oh, God. I guess, I, can... I guess the defaults Tim Hortons. That's right. Right. <laughs> that is very on brand 2016 for you, sir. Yeah, they had it some is. new cups this year for winter. New we designs. could. Um, warm, we could shout warm, warm out. Wishes. We could shout out to things that we want to see in the uh, in the yeah, new that's year. A great idea. That's great. I uh, I'd like to see improved selfie cameras so that I don't have to be going around showing selfies that are all weirdly buffed out and not professional looking at all. I want to be able to take a photo with my selfie camera that I could just use on LinkedIn like and look super profesh and i think that's gonna happen it's the dream i think that uh, that's gonna be the next big thing that people compete on in the mobile market so that's my that's my shout out there we go um i think that this has already started happening this year but i think that when we start holding justin trudeau accountable for the claims about science and technology that he previously made we will start to see advancements in the cybersecurity area that Canada has not really focused on or talked much about with Canadians. But um, we've all expected that because he was supposed to be our savior prime minister to swoop in and save us from the evil Stephen Harper, that we don't need to watch him anymore. But I think that, and this is starting to happen already, I think that 2017 will bring a slew of media outlets and people across Canada that actually want to see the things done that he promised we're going to get done. And that includes investments in science and technology and protecting our cybersecurity as a country. Also the environment. Preach also queen. the environment. And go for leaving me outside last night for like 40 minutes. I'm not, I'm not happy about that, by the way. That's my second shout out. My shout out, um, 
well, it's not really a shout-out, but w- what I would like to see in uh, 2017 is a VR manufacturer coming out with a new input device, something beyond that's uh, the controllers that we have now, like Oculus Touch and the wands that the Vive has, something that actually tracks individual fingers. I know that we've seen that with uh, the Magic Leap, I believe, with the Vive, but I want like either HTC... Um, or Valve or or Oculus to come out with like a legit official controller. Nintendo wow. Power Glove. The Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a great device. Bring it back. Nintendo's going to release it. The Power Glove too. That's what I want. In hey, they're talking about VR, aren't they? I want the Power Glove too. I can't wait for the Switch. Speaking of Nintendo, <laughs> that's my yeah. 2017 yeah. thing. It's going to be awesome. It's going to yeah. take them back. It's going to own the world. Um, I'm gonna do a super sappy shout out. No, um, so shout outs to like all these fine people in the room. We've got a crazy couple months, you know, we've had, and we've got an awesome 2017 coming. Um, and congrats to everyone so far, and let's kick it into high gear. That was a good shout out. That was, that was a great really nice. shout out. That's <laughs> very heartwarming shout out. My shout out goes to in 2017, uh, one Canadian carrier to really lead the way with wireless pricing not so much what everyone else is doing if there was one carrier to say hey we're like t-mobile in the states we're doing new things something different something exciting something to kind of liven up this space i think would be amazing to see in 2017 mm-hmm. holler holler that holler that <laughs> uh that's lit on that note thank you so much for spending all uh you know Either parts of all of 2016 uh, listening to our uh, to the Syrup Cast. Um, we're really excited for 2017, and uh, stay safe and have a happy new year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! See ya! And don't forget to uh, rate the podcast, comment if you can on iTunes. Smash that like button. Smash that like button, as Rose would say, <laughs> and follow at Mobile Syrup on Twitter, at Mobile Syrup on YouTube, and all the other things. It's just search for Mobile Syrup, and you're good. Isn't Zach the best? He remembers all the things. <laughs> I tried my best. See Bye. Ya. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.